0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another week of Growing With My Fellow Growers. I am Jack Greenstock, joined, as always, by an amazing panel. This week, I'm actually going to be cutting out a little bit early. It is super hot. It's the hottest day of the year here, and my wife and I are going to go either enjoy a little time at the beach or the pool. So uh, I'm going to leave the show in great hands of uh, Spartan Grown and the
1: rest of the panel, but I'll pass it first to Spartan Grown. Have a good one, everybody.
2: Thanks, Jack. Thanks for uh, getting us all started and letting us continue to do with the show, so um i know you'll be watching so we'll we'll keep you in, in mind and uh I'm, i guess i'll introduce myself first and foremost i ate a cookie what we call spartan cookies i made one today I'm not thinking oh yeah i have to do a podcast later so that's hit me right now pretty hard so i might not smoke as much as you normally see <laughs> me because this is getting rough right already uh, so, uh, this great, man this is awesome so uh, yeah so let's so, go this is spartan grown you can find me on instagram all one word, no spaces. And uh, if you don't do Instagram, you can shoot me an email at spartangrown at gmail.com. I'll try to help you with any cannabis growing questions you may have. Uh, I'll shoot it off to Dr. Coco. Take it over next. Tell us where we can find you at Dr. Coco.
3: Hey, thank you, Spartan. Um, yeah, I am Dr. MJ Coco from coco for cannabiscom You can find me there at CocoForCannabis.com or on YouTube at Doctor MJ Coco or at uh, Instagram at Doctor MJ Coco. Um, I'm excited to be back here for another show. There are some other people here. I guess we're they're starting to show up on the uh, the YouTube. No, on, on YouTube it still just looks like you and me, Spartan. But we've got a few others. Even though Jack had to cut out on us a little bit early, so I'll pass it over to Noah the Grower to introduce himself next how's
4: it going everybody uh yeah i had to get my roof done this last couple of weeks so i wasn't here last week sorry about that but uh yeah i'm noah the on instagram it's two years you can find me there and uh most weeks here and i've been uh kicking some butt in my room i'll go live in my room at the end of the show here and uh i'm excited to show it off
2: Awesome, cool.
5: Brand, Brand,
2: day, Brand, Brandon. Brandon, do you want to introduce yourself, please?
6: Uh, what's going on, everybody? I'm Brandon Rust, owner of Bokashi Earthworks. And uh, yeah, you can find a body of my work with uh, you know cultivation tips. And sometimes I just get high and rant on about stuff while I walk through my garden. And uh, yeah, I've got I'm a bunch your of rants.
2: Things. I'm liking your rants lately, man. The ones you've been throwing up on YouTube even, too. That's been cool.
6: So I, um, yeah, man, I'm just uh, doing my thing. Been growing weed for a real long time, and I got the Bokashi Earthwork stuff, which also twenty uh, percent off with code SmartBuy all through Labor Day. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always glad to be here with the rest of the rest of the panel.
2: Always happy to have you, Brandon. And Tao, man, why don't you introduce
7: yourself? I see you just snuck in here a little while ago. What's up, Spartan? And Dr. MJ, Coco, Brandon, and Noah, the Grower. How's everybody doing? Everyone in chat, it's good to be here. I'm the American one uh, on the YouTubes. And the American one, underscore, with, underscore, Keens on the IG. And, uh, yeah, it's always good to hang out with the boys and talk about cannabis. So, uh, yeah, good to be here.
2: Good to have you, man. It's good to have you. I'm going to be super super uh what do you call it uh selfish right now and uh i want to see if i can get this to share my screen uh and i want to bring up something very important to me near and dear to my heart and then you guys can change the topic if you want to <laughs> but this is uh i'm i'm looking at the michigan weedster let me blow this up here account on instagram because they're organizing a rally here in michigan <clears throat> and i i wish it was like a woodstock of weed that everybody would show up to this it's crazy because it's on a Tuesday. So this is making that difficult. Anyhow, I was honored to get a call and ask to uh, speak at this. So I'm going to be doing that. Now, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, but I, I think it's going to be for a good cause. And this one, right? This one I just pulled up was random. Looks like they're shouting out one of the sponsors. But uh, that's the date right there. I think 10 11, Yeah, 10 11 22. Up in, if you're in Michigan, it's going to be at the uh, state capitol up at Lansing at the Capitol building. And uh, this is the same uh, same rally where we're just rallying against the uh, the corporate lobbies that are pushing their agenda pushing their bills, specifically the House Bill's 5300, 5302. And, um, and what those bills do is they further reduce what can be grown at home, so kind of them out of their being out of their lane they're trying to reduce the rights in the medical caregiver market and these are commercial entities so that's that's what it's all about so i'm just asking the the um community if they can attend to to be there i think it's important
6: hell yeah that's dope uh it's super super important especially for people who are Uh, in the business side of things to collectively come together and hold their lawmakers and their legislators responsible. It is the only way that we cannot get run over by people who are either uneducated or are being paid by other businesses that are hiring lawyers and attorneys. Cause that's all a lobby group is. It's a group of people who get paid to try to, you know, make it so that these companies can be more profitable. Yeah, also they
2: they can push donations to, to different uh, lawmakers too. So um, it's not that, uh, well, I think lobbies are bad completely, but at the same time, lobbies can be good, right? There's, you can be used for good as well. So that's kind of w- another answer is try to make has- counter lobby, you know?
6: Yeah, that's exactly what you have to do is you have to just have a counterbalance because there will always be, Unless you have legislation that's written into your state's constitution, then every single year when your state goes into session and they have the uh, capacity to change and, and you know rewrite laws and you know vote on those things in the house, if the public isn't speaking up and you know saying hey we don't want this we don't want this, your representatives won't hear you. A good example of like Oklahoma is. Just by putting their these you know state representatives telephone numbers and emails so that way people yeah. buy up their office lines and it, I it here becomes, too. It be, yeah, it becomes a reality check for these people who are like, oh shit, you know what? I better rethink I better look at what this actually is because there is a lot of pissed off people calling all of our <laughs> one, of this,
2: one of the sponsors the bill here There's, there was three sponsors but one of the representatives. <laughs> their office started saying that people that were calling and they had the wrong number. This isn't his office. <laughs> that was the best one I heard yet. That was, they got so many calls. They tried to just start lying about it. it. wasn't even their office
6: anymore. I mean, I've seen, I've seen phone lines be, end up being disconnected, you know, after it's got to be involved. I know it's, I know it can be distracting, I try to keep up. I got a guy that I call and he tells me everything that's going on. So that way I can at least kind of stay informed with all the, what the local people are doing, you know?
2: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really important to, to do that um, because at the local level, that's just a whole nother level of things that can get snuck in. When you're not looking, when you're looking up at the state level, then all of a sudden, right at home, they're throwing an ordinance in or something ridiculous, and, and you, you weren't there at that meeting to to know that they were even trying to you know squeeze that. And some of these officials, like the ordinance officer, for example, thinks, "Oh, I just have to write an ordinance to justify why you're getting paid." And, you know, no, just be an ordinance officer. Maybe you should reduce the ordinances as an ordinance officer. Doesn't mean you got to keep writing them.
4: I don't know. Uh, I don't know about the, the business side. I've never been that style. I've had people ask me about it. I that ain't my style. I've always been on the underground, but I can tell you this much here in Washington state where I at, they were saying stuff like, Oh, well, we're going to reduce your patient rights. They put a bill up and uh, they were going to reduce it like big time. The the plant count here was like 15 for just an individual person. They were going to, they, and they reduced like a bunch of stuff with the caregiver stuff. So a bunch of people went up to our state capitol olympia like in wheelchairs a bunch of medical patients and they were like protesting and they got it now but they did get a bunch of screwy stuff in but they did they did protect the 15 plants but you have to have your doctor like specifically recommend that in the, in the on the card and then uh you you can't have as much you used to be able to have 24 ounces now you can only have 16 um they reduced quite a bit of different things but um, I can just say that I know that they try to do a bunch of sneaky stuff because Washington State's already kind of screwy. We're the only recreational marijuana state that I know of that does not allow home grow. You cannot grow in Washington State unless you have a medical marijuana card. So there is some screwy stuff. They try and back up stuff even in the, you know, home use side. So
3: yeah, there's just no justification for that either. I mean, that, <laughs> that's always been like it's okay you can use it but you got to buy it from you know a state-sponsored store that's how a lot of states approach alcohol sales as well and it's just uh it's it's inherently problematic i I really don't like that aspect about washington state it's really backwards
2: yeah i just want to break for a minute here in the conversation we had a couple people uh jump in so we have uh was it matthew gage you want to introduce yourself matthew
0: Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Matthew Gates. Most of you already know, but for those who don't know, I'm an integrated pest management specialist. I have a lot of great experience in the cannabis space and you can find information for professional inquiries at xenthanol.com. You can also subscribe to my Patreon for $1 a month and get access to my Discord channel where over hundred of us talk about IPM and we can help you with very, you know, sort of small issues, um, you know, very rapidly. And also, you can find me on Instagram at Sink Angel and on Twitter at Sink Angel.
2: Thank you. <clears throat> so <Sorry>. i <laughs> my throat there. And uh, Kyle jumped in here, too. Kyle, you want to introduce yourself, please?
1: Yeah, uh, Kyle Breeder here. And uh, if you're looking for uh, seeds, uh, that's kind of what I specialize in. I have a website. It's uh, purebreeding.com. If you're a commercial facility that is looking for uh, varieties that, unfortunately, uh, you know, the commercial market prefers uh, high testing cannabis varieties, uh, I carry a lot of those. And we're working with a lot of different companies in different states. So if you're looking for that, uh, I have access to that. And uh, other than that, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at pure underscore breathing facebook and twitter and uh, if you have any questions please feel free to reach out and, uh, i'm glad to be here and i'm glad that we're all uh, all safe and
2: still doing this glad you guys uh, came in here too and that just catch you guys up on what kind of we're talking about it was i just brought up about a protest that we're having up here in lansing michigan and it's kind of echoed i think around the situation it's kind of echoed around the country and everybody was kind of chiming in on it on their situations and it was what we're protesting here about is the um the commercial side, the big commercial side using lobby groups to try to affect laws that to take away homegrown rights and things with that caregivers and, and things like that can do. And uh, I don't know if you guys have any any um thing to add or whatever to the conversation from wherever you guys live, if you see it, but it seems like most of the states it's kind of you know, a medical market kind of squeezes in first to get legalization, then a recreational comes in, then commercial kind of takes over and then squeezes out any home grow <laughs> and it kind of just gets rinse and repeat as it, you know, goes across the country. Do you
5: live, do you live in Lansing?
2: No, I live just South of Lansing. I live in Jackson.
1: Oh, cause I'm, I'm headed down there uh, on the, on Friday.
2: Maybe I can come say hello to you. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out. Uh Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on Friday yet, but I think I should be available. Yeah. I'll be down there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have a, uh, I have a, a contract with the company. And, uh... Oh, you know what? I think actually uh, Friday is the, I got to work. I've been working at an event way to the North of the uh, way, to the North of state, actually it's a uh, camp compost. I'm working Friday. So I get the, the rest of the weekend for free. And I'm going to be up there for an event for the whole weekend. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I mean, how do you, is that event like, you have to pay to get in, or does that work for that? Yeah, I think you can pay, I think, yeah, you can go day of and still pay to get in. I don't know what okay. it is, it's, it's probably not a whole lot, if you're not going to be, you know, camping out and stuff, but you're just going to, you know, get it for the day, but it's, it's, I think it's a three-hour drive just from, from here, so that would be, it'd probably be about two and a half hours from Lansing, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's I'm, it's I'm open. Well, yeah. that one, that'd be good because there'd be a lot of good cannabis. It's a big organic event. So it's going to be a lot of homegrown,
5: organically grown weed up there. Yeah. All right. I guess we got derailed. Does anybody else have another topic you want to talk about? And I want to apologize before we
2: get too far to chat. I had a, like, I don't know, it looked like my chat just lit up like a Christmas tree with people tagging me saying hello. And I just want to say hello to everybody back. And if I even attempt to try to t- start tagging people, I'm going to run out of characters and, and miss people. So I just, you know, thank you for all the love everyone, but uh, I'm struggling to keep my eyes open at this
5: point.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, I got, I got a question slash comment. So if the federal government decides to throw it into a schedule Two admitting that that's medical value then it'd be regulated by the fda wouldn't it that would open up yeah. a whole bunch that's of right. about stuff so we that's need right to, it would be a uh, drug
0: and not an agricultural yeah. product
2: if, think, right. i think we still have an absolute i think we still have an absolute um argument that it should be treated just like uh, other medicinal herbs and be regulated I, as
7: such you, you know what sucks is that as you were saying once recreational takes over everybody drops medical almost it's like a uh, it's an afterthought and uh, you know uh, yeah i don't know i agree how are they going to get medical if they don't like have it through the fda like to really make advances where they could actually save a ton of people i could always think about
2: what, what we've done in michigan is how but it's still struggling but we're fighting for it still and they haven't taken it and that's how we did that was we did a and this is not available in every state unfortunately but we uh, petitioned and got, got, got it on the state ballot as a vote to put in the medical system, which was the caregiver and patient market. And that means that if it needs to be changed in any way, it, ha- it takes a two-third, it's called a supermajority, it takes a two-third majority vote in, uh, in both sides to change anything. So it's, it's pretty difficult to do so. So when they try to do things like what they're doing now, we just rise up. And and say no, don't do this, and uh, put up enough pressure on them so they won't vote. Hopefully, for that because it takes a lot of vote. We only have to convince, you know, a third. To say, you know, because it's usually we usually have some people already on our side. There's only a few, you know. So, and it's, but it's I way even... harder for the other side because of that. But that's I know it's not available in every state. But that's that's how
7: we've been able to preserve so far. But like. <clears throat> even with, like, my parents, like, let's say, my, my old man has colon cancer of some sort, and he won't, like, really believe that cannabis could heal him because of the brainwashing that happened, and because it's not, like, given to him from his doctor. So, like, so what I'm trying to say is,
2: so even when you well, give them something simple. from a Google Scholar, when you give them a scholarly report that set, proves that yeah. they had a study that has he done, you have to give them a source yeah, outside then I mean, of you. The guy that's,
7: that's gonna, he's got to read all the shit, but but it's, a, it's this always so you. To be of you. That's like, the thing. The real is, point is though. That's how I, I found that
2: because I couldn't convince any of my family until I started showing them stuff outside of me, because then it wasn't right. me telling them.
7: Oh yeah, I never. Uh, yeah, they don't. I know people don't listen to me. I always bring them a paper or a proof. Or, <laughs> Like, on every post that I do on Twitter about anything, it's not just me saying, yeah, this is bad for you or whatever. But, like, I read an article, or I watched them read an article on another show about, I saw the article, I didn't read it, about how the pharmaceutical companies in legalized states have lost, like, $10 billion every legal event that happens. And and because they were uh, cut off from the medical marijuana research, there's not real, like... um, mainstream like they don't even talk about the cannabinoids endocannabinoid system in like colleges and shit but that could be saving people like my parents and other people that don't know about it like we don't realize how we are kind of like specialized in knowing this information a lot of people aren't aware yeah i just think it's a travesty you know yeah
2: Okay, we're all in a bubble because we, we all know this and we think it's common knowledge, but nobody I mean, once we get outside that bubble, and it doesn't take far walking to get outside it. People look at you like you're talking gibberish. You know, if you say and then you know, on
0: the other on the other side of it, you have prominent people, a lot of celebrities, um, who uh, might have been able to sort of um, ameliorate various problems now of course I'm not familiar with these people's personal medical history so speculation but like I think um, sort of infamously um, Steve Jobs maybe that's a little contentious but like uh, he was having some troubles and uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of criticism about how he wanted to go one pathway and uh, maybe if he'd gone a different way or used different techniques he might have been able to survive longer at the very least um and i guess the point i'm trying to make is uh that on the one hand we have to you know i think there is a a, a, there's a glut of interesting research coming out and it helps to be scholarly about it and to know what some of those things are but at the end of the day you know people have their personal sort of health choices that they want to make and um you know, it's sad if it is really a truly a situation where something like this can actually be useful. But on the other hand, um, I could see why somebody would be a little bit, you know, trepidatious about uh, yeah about making it worse, potentially. You know, the thing things that are I, complicated.
2: What this kind of thing reminds me of the most is in, in my experiences is uh, when people come to me when they're like on their last leg kind of thing. And I'm like, oh. I wish you would came. I mean, we I still you know start them up and, and 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 we make a difference. And sometimes we turn the corners and and we really help. But uh, sometimes it doesn't. And it's still you know it's like man, if you came to me like two weeks, three weeks early. <laughs> but sometimes that's what it takes before somebody makes up their mind on things. You can't really force anybody, you know. But somebody asked in chat. It was I think it was Sal. Let me get back to gives the right credit. Uh, I can't find it, but somebody was asking me where I got the literature to um, when I said that I would show somebody outside of myself. I just go to Google Scholar. I go to Google Scholar, and then I'll do a search on whatever disease it is, and then you know, in cannabis. So whatever, whatever it may be, with you know, diabetes and cannabis, or diabetes and THC, or cannabinoid, or sort of cannabinoid, or terpene, or or whatever you want to narrow your search down to. Um, but start there, and 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 you can get some some really good. Uh breadcrumbs, you know, and you can just follow these breadcrumbs and, and really build your case. Does anybody else have any other kind of tips on how you could find uh, I mean, I'm sure Dr. Coco and Matthew could probably and, and probably even Tao could
6: give or even Brandon. Who am I looking at everyone? Yeah, so so one of the resources that I use is a website for used books. They have a lot of old books from like libraries and colleges and things like that. And it's called ABE Books. And they have a search, a search column, and you can search by author, or you can just put in random kind of keywords. And most of the books that are on there, at least the books that I found, I found a ton of books, they're all very, uh, very, you know, professionally written, written by people with, you know, a lot of the books that I have are like, it's like a guy who did something for his whole life and then at the end of his life he wrote one book so there's just one book by this you know one dude it'll be like on biochemistry or something like that so most of the books that you see are um pretty pretty high level stuff that you can like really delve into and so you can figure out how things work if you if you if you need that resource you know
0: like uh Kind of like uh, if you want to get college textbooks for free, sort of a thing.
6: Well, they're or... not free, but they're really cheap because I found books oh, that okay. were, I found books that were, you know, two, $300 books, you know, 12, 15, 20 bucks on that website.
0: Interesting.
3: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. My advice about doing research is there's a whole lot of stuff that's available for free that you can get from your own computer, or your phone, or whatever. But there's a whole lot of more stuff that's behind paywalls. Um, Most academic articles are behind paywalls. You can get behind the paywalls. Oftentimes, you can at least see what's out there by using a university library to do your searches and search through EBSCO um, through a university library website. And, And that'll give you sort of some indication. You can do different article searches, different journal searches, or... You know, search across EBSCO that like indexes a lot of the academic journals. another
6: you know another way to get past another way to get past paywalls is Sci Hub.
0: True. But um, not for newer Let, stuff, let me finish I for find. a second.
3: So it, the, the easiest way to get past a, a academic payroll, paywall like that it would be to visit in person the university library in, in your community or whatever. You don't have to be a student or affiliated with the university to go in usually and physically use resources that are there on site. You won't be able to check them out. But you can use computers within university libraries often to access anything that's behind the paywalls because the university has a subscription to it. So you can go there and and read some of those articles if you can't sort of download them. Um, Anyway, that's what I was going to say.
0: That's actually a really really good point. And um, obviously, you would know a thing or four about that. But also, um, like, it's how it used to be done. You know, you'd go yeah, to the exactly. university and you'd you'd take out the book and you'd you'd read it. You couldn't take it home, you know. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's not forget sort of uh, where it all came from. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. As long as you're logged in, as long as you go into the university website, like through a university computer, you're already behind the paywall. So you can pull up those articles and and access that information. If you're like off campus, students, faculty and stuff are able to sign in to a proxy server so that they're identified as being on campus. But like anybody can go and, and do that research at a university library and your community colleges are You know, your local community college library has the subscriptions to the online journal databases that you're going to be looking for or has agreements with other libraries that do. So, yeah, one of the things I think a lot of people, you know, uh, my generation and Matthew, I think you're a little bit younger than me, but like, you know, maybe close. Younger people, I don't think use libraries as much or even really recognize people, you know, the millennial generation that grew up with the Internet it is blows so my mind stupid. you can check out
2: videos at the library now i'm like what the heck Yeah. <laughs> like the, the libraries you got they're insane they got internet access you can chill right there even if you don't have internet at your house you could go to the library and use your internet there
3: it's like man library is the place to be yeah but they have subscriptions universities have subscriptions to all the ar- academic articles all the academic journals so if you find articles that you're not able to get just go to library and read it there that's that's awesome i, I like that Good tip.
0: A bit more on the uh, the hub I just wanted to mention, for, especially for those who are not like super uh, net savvy. Um, so like uh, uh, the creator of SciHub, I forget her name. but uh, She's a woman in Russia. And I think it's really more of a team of people at this point. But basically um, they're able to create a bunch of different nodes. So you can think of them as like websites essentially. And um, sometimes certain websites, because this trips some people up, but sometimes certain websites become not available uh, for whatever reason, you know, um, they get taken down or something happens. So just be aware if you find a Sci-Hub, you know, dot, you know, Taiwan or dot whatever um, group area, it might it might fizzle out potentially over time. So just make sure that you have a backup um, or four. (laughs) <laughs> if possible uh, and don't feel like uh, like I did the very first time I learned about Sci-Hub that my uh, my great you know like portal into the into a lot of academic research I wouldn't otherwise have access to because um, not all universities have all access everywhere anyways um, anyways so
2: also don't underestimate the at least the cursory google search to catch yeah, maybe yes. the choice maybe the choice you know celebrity that had the same disease and was miraculously cured by cannabis because you'd be surprised how much that makes a difference if it's you know they're a fan of the whoever that person is then oh my god it's you know if it's a stoner then it's easy you know they, they just tells them they could have more cannabis but if it's not a
7: stoner then it's gonna have to be yeah, like olivia newton john or something but with the sci hub <laughs> when i first found sci hub it was like magic to me i was like god this is great then like like uh matthew was implying, it, it uh it died and then i just googled sci hub and there was like another link so they just like switch where you can get access to it and then you, you can eventually find one that works but as also you said some some um Some papers aren't even available through the Sci-Hub. It'll say not available. And if you'd be surprised how many, if you get on, um, now I don't know which ones it is, but you know, you got the, uh, whatever it is, look for the one that says, um, you know, if it has a PDF click, a lot of times I'll click the PDF and it'll show the entire thing, even though it's only showing the abstract, but that's when you get lucky. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah I have so. had it
0: happen a few times where a research report maybe was uploaded. Like maybe they have something that scrapes, and I mean that in the like computer science terminology where uh, some program goes around and just takes all of the like text and other sorts of things of websites and just mines through that information, um, those words and things like that.
3: The chat is cracking me up with all the Dewey Decimal references. <laughs> I don't remember saying doing that's but the chat's oh, got it was Jack.
2: jack brought oh, it up and jack.
3: that's just like wow
2: <laughs> but jack did bring up the uh, something we hadn't brought up either it was and i've heard of it before but i thought it was a little outdated like i didn't see that it was updated it was the granny storm curl list which it did have a lot of good links to articles and things like that but uh, i didn't see any, like anything new
7: yeah that was kind of like overwhelming there's so many links to me it would be like really going through a haystack for a needle, depending on I guess you could kind of read the the description a little bit, but yeah. And you're right, the most up to date is obviously gonna be the best one to uh to try and find, right? Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's it's
0: oftentimes not available or at least in the site hub, right. sorry. We we might have gone to a different subject there. So no, no, another
3: thought different. just occurs to me having access through university systems is every university student that has mm-hmm. current enrollment has access to almost all academic journals, they may not be aware that they have that access but they can log in or you can you know, help get help from them to log into their university and, and go in through their proxy server on the website and do all sorts of academic searches. And, and just, if you haven't done that before, like most academic articles are not listed in, in Google. And if you Google something and you'll just find popular resources or popular articles about that. And even if there is, you know, if they're referring to like the research article, you're not going to see the same sort of methodology section and the the analysis of the data and and all the rest of that that you would see if you were able to read the primary research article. So there's a whole lot of stuff out there for this. And I think most cannabis research and most people doing research about growing cannabis are, are stuck on the... The public-facing side of stuff, I definitely think it's worth the effort to get behind the the academic paywalls.
0: 100 percent agree. And also, you know, another thing that's worked out really well for me—you can find me on Twitter at Sync Angel. And let me tell you, uh, when I most of it, most of my um, my feed is filled to the brim with like just researchers, professors, and all kinds of people. Other other groups too, but. Um, that's a that's a academic Twitter is a main part of my feed and uh, a lot of times you can ask an author who just recently published something hey can I have a copy and they're like sure and they just ask you for an email and they'll give it to you and uh, you know that yeah, might seem intimidating
3: absolutely email you a pdf of their published article without violating the terms of their publishing agreement um, almost always almost and it cost them nothing and they don't even make royalties off of the publishing agreement so they don't care. Um
0: I, I do appreciate out. getting your oh sorry, input on that cuz I wanted to make sure that I was all germane.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Usually, if, right? If if some member of the general public wrote me an an email to my university email address and complimented me on my research and asked for a copy of one of my recent articles, I would like absolutely reply. And most academics would absolutely reply and be like, thank you. Here it is. You know, it's too bad people don't have access to this information or something. If I've written anything else that you'd like to have access to, please let me know. I mean, that's how I would sort of (laughs) respond to that. So don't be afraid to, you know, if there's an article written by an author, you know, just keep it short, be complimentary and and ask for a copy.
0: That has basically, you've just described almost all of my interactions. Uh, yeah. The example I mean, it's I such gave. a
3: compliment. We're like, yeah. oh, some random person is actually interested in my article. Like, I didn't know anybody was interested in my article. Certainly, yeah. I'll give them a copy of my. I mean, it's like nothing to us. We got a PDF on our
0: computer, you know? Exactly. And, you know, even just like, and especially if it's not another academic, I feel like in a lot of cases, that's even more like, um, right. you know, Uh, And To a a certain extent,
3: you know, professors get credit for a lot of interesting things. One of the interesting things that they get credit for is called community outreach. Uh, Most professors will document that that happened. They'd probably save your email and they would include it in their tenure review file. Like, look, random members of the community are asking for my, for my input on things. This is how I'm giving back to the community. And that's one of the things that you're evaluated for. And to be perfectly honest with you, in most tenure track positions, like community outreach is given more weight than like undergraduate teaching. So yeah, it's it's not really asking for much. It's a compliment to them and they might even use it to further their career.
0: Psychom is so important in academia lately, and so, yeah, that's a it's a major phenomenon. I also wanted to mention that um, I was pretty I was pretty proud of myself doing this a long time ago, and now that I look back at it, you know, I'm yeah. sure that many other people were as well. But um, and, and they do already. Let's Google uh, having um, search words or keywords uh, already set up, and having it so that you get e- like with Google Scholar, for example, you can get um, you know you can have yeah, like keywords. alerts. yeah search alerts thank you that was the technical going
3: on with your camera matthew i just want to point this out to you yeah what does it look like chair
7: is it's not it's camera. it's oh something it. Bada,
0: there you go there
3: we go
0: so thank you for that uh um, yeah I get it. putting putting
3: a search alert will definitely let you know if, if something's happened about it and oftentimes you know when exciting new research gets published there will be some popular articles written about it like scientists now say that you know such and such those popular articles are written because somebody just published a scientific paper and they're kind of summarizing it and giving kind of a a cursory examination of that research um when you start to see you know news alerts on something like that you can go and try to find that article and, and see what what it's all about yeah oftentimes
7: it'll say a study and the study will be like in a clickable link uh study just came out at the jma yep. whatever and then you can click on it and try and get it But then that's usually when you get the paywall exactly but, uh, oh shit i forgot what i was going to say now <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when that happens that is... yeah so frustrating Dude, if you think on, of it while i'm talking Love just you, just talk over <laughs> me um <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and on top of that, it kind of went back to what I was saying about like social media outreach in particular, like on Twitter, and also Instagram to a degree. Um, But like, I will say this, exactly what was said, what Dr. Coco mentioned, you know, a lot of times something is actually like a big deal in such and such discipline, entomology, for example, microbiology, and or ecology. And you have um, a lot of times more often than not, I feel like you've got the professor or whomever is like the first author um, sharing it, or at the very least, the um, the um, the lab in general will be sharing it. And uh, sometimes you'll get like a thread where they're describing the paper in more simplified terms. And that's happening a lot, you know, a lot more. I see this. Um, not every time somebody shares, do they go that with that detail but uh yeah that can just be really uh, speaking of personal experience very helpful and um also kind of helps me realize if it's something that's related to something i want to look at or you know sometimes not so much so don't be afraid don't be afraid you know i i feel i've said in the past that um specifically twitter is kind of a can be kind of a cesspool to be honest but um uh, i do
7: remember what I was gonna there we say. go. Uh, there
0: Let's we go. Say. I'm, so, line, I'm glad up. that helped.
7: Um, I actually wrote an email to Dr. Raphael Machulam guy, and he responded to me amazingly. I was amazed that he responded, <laughs> but um, a lot of times you like people like Spartan or Matthew Gates or Brandon Russell, they'll be right on the cutting edge. I'll find out about something brand new from somebody someone like them. And even more so when um, that Dr. White came out with the rhizophagy uh cycle oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was actually it was on a YouTube, but it was a private link YouTube. So even if you search for it, you couldn't get it. But if someone gave you the link, you could go and watch it. And I shared it with everyone. I mean, and I asked <laughs> and they said it was all right to share with everyone. But yeah, a lot of times you, you can like people that, you know, have the same interest in you will point stuff out to you. And that's a great resource.
0: You just reminded me of a caveat, actually, since you mentioned the unlisted video that probably is worthy to say. Uh, not frustratingly loquacious, like they look have been. Anyways, simply put, um, sometimes researchers don't want to get a lot of attention or criticism. Not because like they're ashamed or anything, but because like uh, sometimes people have very bad um, interactions, especially in certain disciplines where people maybe disagree with the fundamental physics of the universe. Anyways, uh, um, so try to be respectful too, uh, cause that does happen. And I know yeah. I recently worked with a researcher where um, they shared with me a video that they had. And, uh, but like, I was like, oh, you know they were interested in collaborating, but they were, they were, they did not want to collaborate where their likeness was shared, where, you know, maybe only their name would be shared. And, um, you know, not a whole lot of like else because Weird?
2: Yeah. What? Hmm? I would automatically say,
3: "No, you're weird." Bye. Is there something they didn't want to be affiliated with?
0: It's well. In this particular case, it's because they get a lot of um, religious folk who attack them.
7: Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so. I can understand that kind of. Yeah. If you're in the deep Bible belt, you can't be saying certain things. You won't hear, You won't hear the end of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I was surprised. (laughs) I was a little bit taken aback, but um, I was totally fine with that. And uh, uh, we actually worked, I'll just say this, uh, we got some work done with um, some russet mite information. And uh, that was really cool. So some biology stuff. Anyways, so yeah, so that happens sometimes, but it's been very rare.
2: It's good that it's rare at least. Roddy420 is asking me in chat, do I plant outdoor cannabis the first or second week of June? Yes. I planted a plant this year, the first week of August. I plant them out there whenever I feel like planting them out there. That's my answer. I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: Sure. Although, yes. I mean, I guess it depends on what your goals are always, right? Like if you wanted the biggest harvest possible, you probably wouldn't have waited until last week.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah yeah if you depends on what yeah if you want a really really big plant you're gonna have to start early but uh i would still start first week of june if you're in michigan yeah. because uh otherwise you're gonna have even though slight be up, you're still gonna have a chance of frost i've seen frost before before june before so i wouldn't chance before june mm-hmm. unless they're bigger plants and you think they'll be okay in a frost but cover them up but uh yeah you're gonna have to take precautions but don't put seedlings out for sure.
0: Yeah, it can cool. get quite cold up there.
5: But I honestly put
2: a mother plant that I was gonna kill. And I was like, nah, and I just put it outside August 1st. It was a GG4 and it looks beautiful right now. I'm so oh glad man. I it out
0: there. You know, this would also not be a good place to do that. Um, you know, Dr. Coco, confirm or deny, it's been pretty hot
3: it's been pretty damn hot yeah although I think other places in the country like periodically get this hot and like also periodically get like much colder than than we do but sure it's been over a hundred degrees in my house it's like how what the hell is that that's never and supposed to happen here
0: where I'm at it rained at night like I was so taken aback because we had had like a and continue to have a pretty big heat wave in Southern California yeah and um uh and I guess like you know the the weather you know dynamics were such that uh there were some clouds that formed and we got some rain at nighttime and um but then thunderstorm clouds yes
3: yeah no I saw those forming yesterday we I, I was talking to my wife about it like we get a monsoonal thunderstorm thing that that develops uh, east of here. We could see it often, sorry, but it never affects us. And yesterday was the first time that we started seeing the thunder clouds like on top of us more. Yep.
0: Yeah, but now unfortunately, well, actually, you know, I I hope the plants get all the water they need and us. But uh, now it's like Florida. Like when I went to Florida for work, uh, it was humid like this. And the cloud cover yep. kind of uh, greenhouse gases it and, and bakes it in and you're just um you're just very muggy and uh, oh that's terrible yeah we all yeah. my oh, yeah, outdoor
3: oh. station I'm I'm drier maybe it's only forty percent forty one percent outside right here right now I think I'm right now it's ninety eight point three degrees Fahrenheit though which is just sort of like
2: yeah, I mean until a couple of 66. days ago it had
3: never gotten that hot sixty six here right now. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Although September in Southern California is always the hottest month of the year. And everybody else starts to get cool. And like you start to think about fall and wearing sweaters and shit. And we're like baking in the heat. But yes, (laughs) um, that's sort of always the case. Like July is cooler, much cooler than September here.
0: I know it's so funny. Like it's such a good point. Yeah, that's so for opposite.
3: Example, for sure, than nice. us,
2: uh, way opposite for sure. My
0: weather, my weather app is telling me that's thirty-two degrees Celsius right now. And uh, oh, oh, so this did change. That's cool. So I got an update. So it will probably it might rain t- again because it's forty percent last time, forty percent chance this time. So probably the same thing will happen. I think, but uh, apparently the high today was thirty-five. You know, I suggest sometimes in some cases that people like heat up the greenhouses to about this temperature to mess with some bugs. (laughs) Yeah, it's getting hot. Yeah. Yeah, no, well,
3: here it was 41, Matthew. No, sorry, uh, 39. 39.
0: Oh, geez. Oh, man. Well, then you clearly deserve, you win. (laughs) (laughs) You are the winner, so... Yeah. No, but I mean, no, Phoenix has now. been
3: like, you know, in the mid 40s for months. So oh. I, I think the there, it's always tough to, to complain too much about weather. I just started my plants getting back onto sort of somewhat towards the top. Yes. The um, and it's something I'm thinking about, man. It's like unusually warm here. I've got to run. Like I just have seedlings. I'm not even got a light going yet, and I had to leave the the AC on in my office just to keep the seedlings happy overnight. Like, so well, it's it's you do have to kind of think about the the temperature issues. Um, and I'm hoping that you know it cools down before my plants grow up and can't handle sort of <laughs> yeah, especially temperature
2: for your temperatures. You don't want them to be humid when they're hanging, for sure. I got so much. I apologize for the bangs bangs and all the stupid stuff in the background. I can't hear them. Oh, good. I'm glad this mic is. I can hear them.
7: I don't have the headphones on. Can I uh, hijack the conversation and ask Matthew a question?
2: Yeah, but can I can I ask a question from chat before it scrolls way too far away? Definitely,
7: definitely. Okay,
2: it's uh, Oil Town Oil. They said to Cheap Homegirl, longtime lurker, I'm growing indoor autos and they're taking forever to finish. Any thoughts of why this would be or what to do about it? My only input, and I have limited, you know, limited growth with these, is I would just try to reduce the light cycle more. Whatever you have, if you got it on 12 hours, maybe try with 11 hours on. But uh, does anybody else have any tips?
3: Well, I wanna know what he's looking for, what he's waiting for in, in terms of them being finished. Like, are you waiting for amber trichomes or something That's, and they're not I turning see. amber? Or yeah. what do you, what? what define finish and what you're waiting for? Because oftentimes I think when but, growers ask questions like this, their plant isn't maturing the way that maybe they expect it to but like it probably is finished if it's time for it to be finished. Um, and maybe you're looking for something that's just not going to happen.
1: That's actually a really good point.
2: An excellent. Excellent point. For some reason I was thinking that it wasn't, the flower wasn't initiated, but you, when I went back and read it, it's no, it's finishing. So yeah. What exactly do you mean by finished? Is it, uh, are you telling me it's all the wrong sizes? I got clear trichomes and, white hairs and
0: yeah and definitely leaves, where's that those kind elimination of elimination
3: point yeah yeah because well, definitely let's different ev- growers have different ideas about what they're waiting for and what what's needs your to happen
0: I, That's what's nice your,
7: everybody's here's idea of uh finish what do you guys use as indicator so yeah they're
2: saying they're saying amber trikes, amber trikes. reduce the light and there's frosty but no real change
3: some strains just aren't gonna show amber strikes. I mean, some strains won't show amber strikes no matter like how long you wait. Um, others, it's not necessarily something that you, you gotta be waiting for to harvest. So maybe look into the strain a little bit more um, and see sort of what maybe some other growers of the strain have used as a, as a time for harvest. I'm curious if the strain's got a name that we might recognize.
2: I just want to jump in here and give Brandon a, t- uh, you know, a few seconds to say his shout-outs because he's got to jump out here. So, Brandon, you want to shout-out?
0: So... Um, oh, what?
2: Never mind. He's already gone. <laughs> shout-out to you, shout uh, Good to have you on the <laughs> Girl, <laughs> busy, busy guy.
0: Um, so, in the chat, uh, Oil Town Oil is asking... If they should cha- take it down, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, like Doctor Coca said, it depends on what you're trying to do. I would say if it's super trichomes, there's a lot of them, and say, it look rather large. I mean, I, I mean, if it's been a pre, it's been a standard or a pretty long period of time. Something I would consider to be average or even past that.
7: Well, orders are all different.
2: Yeah, they, he just seems yeah. look at strictly strike the trich color, and he's looking he or she is looking for What's the yield trikes. like? Is it chunky? I would, say, I would say, don't worry about amber trikes. And as, as long as you have the majority of what trikes you have are cloudy, I would harvest that plant. You know,
7: I I like- I'd grow. like to
2: see one or two trikes. trikes <laughs> amber, what do you guys
7: feel about the white hairs? Like if the, if the plants still pushing out white hairs, and it's still growing.
3: I'll let I it see. continue growing. Pretty oh, much. I've Less definitely much. gotten plants that that a little burst. Fall. Like right yeah. when I'm about to harvest them, I mean it's like they heard me talking that I was going <laughs> to chop them down in a couple Man, of days, like and I go pin. back with the with the scissors, and they got like all this new white pistol action going on. Like, no, kill me, I'm still growing. Like the guy from Monty Python. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, I
7: think it's, there's I'm a lot of variables bad. that one could look at, but I like, and then at the times when there's only two white hairs at the tip of the tip of the plant, you know that it's not going to grow anymore. I might be like, yeah, that's when I like. Enough is enough. I'm sure, I'm taking you down. You know, like you're not going to do anything else. I, I have to take it. But I also look at the trichomes on some plants all the time. I'm looking at the trichomes just because I like looking at them. But um, as indicators, yeah. yeah, most of them do end up turning white, though, even if they don't get amber.
3: Some uh, plants, deal. man. I've grown some strains where they'll keep putting out little new floral clusters, mm-hmm. even though the I older agree. floral clusters are like mature now. Don't, right? Don't, you're right. But, yeah. But there's gonna be some new white hairs popping, and sometimes it's at the end. And I could totally see a grower be like, oh man, I'm gonna let this thing keep growing. But I, I kind of think right like, now the bulk of that bud is like ready to be harvested now. And I, I'd rather oh,
2: I think you know, um there's <laughs> I more information, news they're saying it was started in April. That's I'm thinking full period if it was started in April. This is really when it started a...
3: flower. When did it flip to flower? Or this is an auto? I don't. He said,
2: yeah, "I it started, it started it said auto. auto flower," but it said it started in April. That's that's too
3: long for
7: crazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think it's yeah. Autos is like wrong.
7: generally 120 days longest, right? Most of them. something's wrong. Know. We
3: did the uh, spring auto flower challenge, guys, and we started on April 20th, and I think every single grower is done. I don't think there's anybody yeah. like still with auto flowers out there. Okay, so, yeah, so what
0: was that question you had, Tao? <laughs> yes,
7: let me uh, take over for a minute. So, <laughs> my poker, um, I I was spot, I was hanging out with Spot Poker on his channel today, and a uh, big long story. I ended up checking out this little video clip from him, and it was really, I thought it was really cool. So I'm going to share it with you, and then I got a question about it. Um, so here's
1: the clip right here. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to small You Parker. guys can you, see it,
2: yeah? You know, yeah, those are those wasps. wasps. Yeah, you should be able to play. Garden,
1: playing. And I believe them to be infested with parasitics. Yeah, oh, it
7: was? wasp eggs.
1: So Cheers. these anyway, are
7: Yeah, these are hornworms with the with the evasive wasps that lay their eggs. Now, my question for you, Matthew, is could I take one of those? caterpillars or those eggs and put it in like a container and put it in the refrigerator and have them stay good until next year and bust them out and have the wasps uh, emerge after uh, springtime when I want them to get out there. Is there any way to uh, like take advantage of the situation? Because they obviously have the eggs.
2: You kind of want them out.
0: So there. These the are pupae, not, not
7: eggs. Okay, good. Yeah, so see, the, need yeah, yeah. So the
0: <laughs> eggs... So the eggs go into the caterpillar, there's also some very interesting um, viruses that there's a symbiont with the wasp and they go in and both of them together sort of um, play havoc with the immune system of the caterpillar uh, or the larva, excuse me, like the caterpillar of the moth, but the larval wasps will then eat the organs um, in such a way that it can still sort of survive. Hello, um, back
1: to Smart Poker and then they,
0: once they, they develop enough, they pupate, and that's how they kind of, of evert out of the skin and I there. To be um, so those are pupae. So they're kind of like in that Cheers. middle stage before they become adults. And as far as taking advantage of the situation, I don't think that these, and probably not others, you could really store easily. Right. I actually, okay. I'm actually not sure. Um, you know, there might be some researcher who. Has done yes. this in a lab somewhere, you know, when they do right. biocontrol research or things like that. But I, I feel like it might be just too long. Um, yeah, I'm gonna refresh the page and
7: see if I can't get it to go, just so everybody knows. Did I lose
1: YouTube? Did you stop
0: talking? Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome back. Oh, I'm to here. Okay.
0: <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was dramatic a pause. A oh yeah. Look at
7: now. Forward. Now it's not even coming up.
0: Now it's not even coming up. Right. Now we go. Unfortunate. Here we go. Maybe oh, here we go. Here. here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here they are.
7: Okay. Come back to small. So it's really not much, but there was some emerging. There was already, I think, one that was alive. Well, that was on a different one. But in any case, yeah, there probably isn't a way to take advantage of the
5: most of
0: these. It's hard to see from the video, but I definitely see some that might have hatched. I think, but I think a lot of these look like they might have not hatched yet. Uh, which is neat. If it were me, me I would put them very close bones, to I other to hornworms. <laughs> right. So I would. So I, I would perhaps put to them to under a shelter. shelter. Maybe I would like detach the caterpillar. Well, I well, think the best thing you could do in this situation is you could just ensure that the majority of them survive as much as possible. And if it were me, I keep. I take it out of the elements a little bit. I wouldn't put in your house or anything, but I would maybe like make a little shelter where you could like leave it so that. It's off the ground, so but also uh, maybe not getting a lot of direct sunlight. Tomato, um, to be um, just in case something screws with it. probably what I would do
7: once the hornworm is infected like well, that, there's no danger. They're going to continue eating your plant, obviously, right?
0: No, no, there is, there is not. This thing is morbid, but it will, it will probably like eke out of existence for a little while longer. It might react Small to stimuli, but it's on tomato. the on the decline. So found two of these
1: tomato and
3: yeah.
1: our veggies. Oh, it, there's uh, there's something
3: sort of macabre, and and um, I'm, I I don't know. I'm trying to think about like seeing that same biological relationship play out at different levels of scale, and um, it would be pretty nasty at
0: larger. Scales. Yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like the Bambi complex, as they call it. Sort of, I'm um,
2: lie. The first time I saw that, shit, like, I didn't know what that was. I mean, I saw a hornworm before, but I never saw a hornworm with those white things on it, right? Yeah, so I went to my go to, I just cut the whole fucking branch off that the thing was on because I wasn't touching that fucking thing. And then it went right to the fire. And those things they scream, man, it's gross.
0: They scream, Pardon? yeah, there's probably a lot of, probably a lot of um, oh, it's just steam escaping. Yeah, it's still gross. <laughs> it's still that gross. sounds it's macabre no uh um, <laughs> but, but uh um you know spartan with the caveman approach and i mean that in a positive light I mean, like <laughs> i know what to do with this situation get rid I of know, it no that later <laughs> i was a, like oh. with finality <laughs> yeah no you're the one who you say you just saved your tribe from like some horrible like pestilence probably you know what i mean like I feel like that was a uh, more involved version of like the fight or flight response.
2: See, the lesson I took from that was like, I was trying to do too much. If I just let nature be, I would just stay it away and just let it do its thing. I'd have been fine. Everything would have been yeah, fine, There's so a metaphor right. in that, I think. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to do in my garden. Just leave it alone. Let it do its own thing. I have so many damn <laughs> tomatoes now because because of the, if a tomato drops, I just let it drop Now, Now it just plants itself. And then next year I have a thousand tomato
0: plants yeah that's nice yeah. i have a um and you know also uh, by having more tomatoes maybe yeah. than you need um you can afford a little bit of caterpillar you know a, you yeah. know damage yeah, a little bit of it and then uh some more wasps maybe and so it could you could have like one sacrificial plant and if it yeah. ensured that like everything else survives already. oh well yeah it's <laughs> on sting you oh. Okay, so what but, was
2: of me? I thought it was a wasp. Maybe it was a.
0: Maybe it's like a, a different bee. wasp, or a little solitary bee, maybe.
2: Sweat bee. It was a little. Uh, they were, they were black, black and yellow striped. Just striped, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That sounds like a
7: hornet yeah. to
0: me, of some kind.
7: Okay, we should also point out that the the wasps coming out of those little uh, eggs on the hornworm are like little. When they come out, little do they stay little, Matthew? But they
5: don't yeah, look they're like very real wasps.
0: Yeah, yeah they're not, they're I mean, they're wasps, either. Yeah, yeah. they're wasps, but they took a very different uh, lifestyle approach. And I love to mention that, um, you know, in the big battle of species, insects and arthropods in general reign supreme over the earth. And then scientists would ask questions like, well, what group is most diverse? Beetles for a long time. In fact, I think it was Darwin. This might be somebody else I'm attributing it to, but I uh, actually know I'm pretty sure it's somebody else now, but uh, it's the, you know, God must have an inordinate fondness of beetles. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but like, because there's so many of them, but it turns out parasitic wasps are probably the most like diverse group lineage of insects, which is saying something. So there's a lot of little parasitic wasps of all kinds of other insects out there. Almost like you can expect there to be like a you know are like they, the microbiome that's unique are to they specialized
3: by by target prey matthew or are they specialized by geography How, what's the sort oh, of yeah. thing driving that speciation or that much speciation
0: that's a good question um my understanding is that like so for a lot of insects and especially herbivorous insects this is true i think yeah. this is a little bit less true for like carnivores and things but Um, a lot of times things, insects just specialize on a host and the host is like the major driver of that speciation. Um, And then sometimes they escape that. And yeah, but that's usually the big one. So a lot of insects are really not broad uh, host range. So you have to be a pretty impressive insect. And of course, a lot of those are agricultural pests. So
3: (laughs) and certainly the ones that yeah, and then the the parasites that target the agricultural pests are the ones that we become most familiar with
0: exactly <laughs> very true
2: i give kyle a chance to jump out and uh, he's got to take off so kyle you got any shout outs good to have you here today man do we i didn't have, hear him at all do we have him here he yeah. oh
1: sorry guys um yeah i, I just want to say uh, yeah I, I guess uh please a off guard now. Um, yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys doing this still. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff going on that uh, I got to kind of dip out a little bit early, but I'm sorry for that. Uh, if anybody uh, wants to conversate about breeding or making seeds or has questions about anything with seeds that I have or anything, please feel free to reach out on Instagram uh, or any platform. And uh, um, yeah, purebreeding.com. Uh, I have a New England Rock Candy version 2 coming out, which Dr. MJ might be interested in that. not sure. I know you like the first batch, but uh, so that's coming out on uh, September 10th, which is this Saturday coming up. I'm really excited about that because it's been fire out, like geez, three, three-ish years before anyone's seen that seed line. Uh, a lot of people pumped about that. And uh, yeah, so September 10th. And uh, yeah, I love all you guys. I'm glad we're still here doing this. And everyone uh, have a great weekend and be safe. And, uh,
3: Enjoy your, uh, your holiday weekend. Back at you, Kyle. Girl love, Kyle. I should be going. I'm going to try to stick around for like 15 more minutes, but then I, I got to kind of bail like on you guys, too. I feel bad about it, so I'm going to stick around as long as I can.
2: Okay. Sorry, I'm absorbed in chat i think i hit you unhidden and i hit again so i think oh shit did i unhide we're, we're good no that's no it's good don't we didn't do anything wrong we both just jumped on the same time i think yeah so I, shit. Un- I see it. that i unhid that but we got it. We got but you,
3: it. You you re hid.
2: Yep, we we're we all hidden now.
3: We're back. We're back in the PG range. I promise you, I'm not trying to, to like unhide him behind you. Like no, this guy gets the post. <laughs> You're like no, no, no. I want to learn about this pornography site. That he's <laughs> advertising. I swear, no censorship. And that means everything. <laughs> <laughs> That was my motive, man. And you thwarted me. You were like, no, Dr. Coco, we are banning this guy.
2: (laughs) No, Jack tried to make me all serious. So I'm trying my hardest over here. I did try to smoke my way out of it. I think it's starting to work. I'm starting to feel a little better.
0: Truly, advertisements like that are the sort of dredge parasites of the social media space. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yes. Although... You know, work. people that click on the links are really, I have, I have, I struggle to to continue to love you if you click on the links.
2: Yeah. So. It's like, why risk that, you know, why risk that virus going out here? Yeah. No, well, but see, seeing... that's
0: what those spam is made that way on purpose. Yeah. 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 And head- it
3: encourages the the bad behavior. Like these, these jerks, that go around and comment on my channel and tell people like you won the giveaway. Call us at, you know, this number and then then people call and then they ask them to send money for shipping. And it's just a scam. Don't do that. I don't make people pay for shipping. But like, yeah, I just I've I mean, boils my blood. I'm like, damn, what a leech. What irritates me is I tried to
2: twice now try to get uh, verified on Instagram because all these fake accounts that will use my likeness or they'll use my name or whatever a lot of they'll take pictures off my page and i have a public page and i'm not going to put it private fuck that i'm public i want everybody to know i'm about trying to normalize this and uh so they can just take freely you know my content pass it off as me and then some will be selling you know cannabis on the side so that puts my name and rubs it in the dirt and You know, because they send them garbage or just rip them off of money. And it's just like, man, it says clearly, clearly on my page, no sales. (laughs) So that's what's irritating to me is I reached out to try to get a verified check. So I could say, look, if it doesn't have the check, it's not me kind of a thing. And uh, Instagram is like, I don't know, I'm not popular enough or I don't know what, there's no reason they just say no. So I don't know how it's to help the situation.
0: You know, they say, I mean, it's cliche, but like, yeah, once you get to a certain, you know, once you get to a certain level of notoriety, um, you know, people will take advantage of that. And uh, it's all part of the logistics of getting bigger, I suppose. You have to implement greater securities for all kinds of things and account for things. And yeah. How many times have I watched a movie or a TV show where it's about somebody coming to grips with like... Things getting more complicated.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I just ignore it. I'm like, well, it's not me. So I know the truth of it. And the hell with the rest. Yeah. But we have everything.
3: we have concern for the audience. Right? You don't want to see people Absolutely. getting scammed or ripped off or something, especially people that are doing it because they, they're trying to follow you.
2: Well, and that's, Absolutely. Why, that's
3: why I always. It's an, an insult. Movies,
2: but I try to a lot bring up, you know. You know, this is my handle this is the only one because it does happen enough to where that i get people reached out to me or i notice it myself and uh, i know it's happening so i try to i try to bring it up as much as possible so at least the regular listeners or the people that listen to me now will at least be warned but yeah for sure i don't want anybody to be ripped off i wish there's a way we could uh verify things or something i don't know because Do you think there'd be a software that they would have? I'm so sorry about the fireworks. Verify (laughs) the software that could verify, like using the same exact pictures, cloning stuff. You'd think that would be fairly easy, but I guess it's hard. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to be. You either have to like choose like a very, like a very specific and singular way of going about it. You know, but like even so, even if you make a cracker jack. You know, case there, there's always there's going to be people out there who are like, oh, yeah, I'm with the whomever, whatever. So that does yeah. happen. It is
3: unfortunate. It's tough because the platforms don't work with us either. No, as they do not. People. You know? um, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And. And sort of in defeating those scams, I always rely on sort of my own website. Nobody can rip off, you know, cocoaforcannabis.com in, in right. at least as easily and we can verify things and stuff like that. Right. Um it's, you know, Instagram, YouTube, like Twitter and stuff, they're not they're not interested in giving us blue check marks and sort of helping to to keep our social community as safe as others. They think we're
0: problem, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a major, yeah, just like all the other infrastructural you know, stuff that's so like, you know, it, it's just, uh, I feel like a broken record mentioning it, right? It's just so commonplace, still, to the degree that it is. Sorry, I'm being so, such a downer about it. Well, <laughs>
2: I'm going to do a hard subject change here, and I want to pick on Tao first and then maybe noah i'm not sure if noah does any breeding right now but tau you got any, anything new breeding right now because right now i'm super excited i've got my vortex uh the vortex Well, they're f1s and i just took the pack and i picked two males and two females and i threw them in the tent and like that's a mini open pollination but uh flipped them all at the same time instead of keeping the males out early and all that so i kind of fucked I kind of fucked up there but I still got tons of pollen and it looks like I'm going to get a decent amount of seeds of these what would that be F2s uh, of Vortex and one of the females which I did get a cut of which was the number 4 I believe smells so freaking good of the lemon, lemon cleaner so I'm, I'm super stoked
7: to run that indoor but uh i'm just okay, good right. good i'm i'm on time out with chuck and palm until the heat goes and then i'm going to do uh i'm going to do the chocolate tie mail and hit up a few things with him a chocolate i might do two chocolate ties but i think i'm just going to narrow it down to the one because one of them actually uh had a, i found a male flower on one late late though but uh it wasn't the chocolate two
2: females or are you saying two males
7: no i got one male one male only the chocolate tied i got three or four females left that are probably just going to flower out most of them and i have the the one i chose is number six it has like a little chocolate on it and i was saying i was disappointed overall about there not being a lot of chocolate in any of them but i also have right. a chocolate that i'm going to make seeds with and the whole idea was find something chocolatey make a ton of seeds and then just go through all the seeds until i find something that has some real chocolate so right. i'm still have faith and hope in that but that's gonna come after the heat goes and the winter comes in or at least you know i know it, it won't get overheated again and then i'm i also gonna do i gotta make more of everything so are, i have
2: so when you're hunting that you're gonna just hunt just a female or are you gonna hunt a male too and then make enough too to get see what that gives you
7: yeah, well, I already narrowed down to the one male because I only had two males to really hunt through. And... A
2: chocolatey male, though? Like, you don't think that yeah. a chocolatey, a really chocolatey male pops up, but you got
7: one already? No, it's not real chocolatey. There was nothing real chocolatey. Only that one female had any kind of chocolate on it at all. The chocolate was, like, more cantaloupe-y. But, I mean, it's all it was all really good smoke. It just wasn't the chocolate flavor that I was looking for. Right. So, yeah. And so that's what's happening with that. We'll see what happens. And then I also have, I'm going to do the, uh, you know, have the cheesecake mail, um, hit up everything that I already have that I need more seeds of. And then after that, I'll, I'll uh, flower out the blueberry mail eventually and make more of, of the ones that were best from that one. So, yeah, it's kind of all my, my pollen truck is on timeout right now.
2: What about I got plans? <laughs> so see, yeah, at least you got some plans for sure. That sounds awesome, man. And plus, you got don't you have some? Uh, do you have any plans to go any further with Amy Aces? Or are you gonna? Are you are you pretty much happy with that project where it's at right now? It seems like you always get positive results with what you're getting putting out right now at this generation.
7: Yeah, so like we were talking about this somewhere else about the F ones and how it's not really a P one and a P two. It's kind of like. Because even the cheesequake is Quarkle and uh, UK cheese, and the, the UK cheese is skunk number one, which is three, you know, other strains. So there's really, maybe you were even talking about that. But in any case, uh, whatever comes out of that, the cheesequake and the proprietary, straight up, that Aces is always good yeah. results. But I would, I would have liked to do all of mine, you know, F2, F3 and pick the best pieces that I like about it, especially with that Godiva. I know there's potential to F2 that, F3 that, into something that would be a really beast of a plan.
2: Now, do you get chocolatey yeah. notes in that one then? With that name, the Godiva? Or are you talking more no, about No, the Godiva
7: the is Godiva because it's Godbud, oh, and okay, okay. Yeah, so that was a play on just the God Godbud, God like And it's, and it's, it's a girl's name. A big but,
2: chocolate place around here. Yeah, you know,
7: yeah, <laughs> that guy, yeah but they don't know about it in the uk i'm like you guys got godiva chocolate in the uk they're like no no they got like other names but anyway yeah i would love to be able to like do thousands and hunt and of all of them godiva ophelia and the uh amy aces but with really the godiva and ophelia i don't have the mother plants anymore so that eventually i i do eventually that's why i got to live to be 168 i got too much shit to do it's going to take time.
2: Absolutely. I, just kept, I was just telling uh, somebody the other day, I was like, man, my first milestone is 100. I'm, what are you talking about, like 80s, 90s? I'm like, no, my first milestone is 100. I'm going to go on past that. I'm going to do at least 100. i got a lot of plants to grow, man. No, do you have anything going on at, at your place? Any kind of breeding projects at all?
4: No, no. i got limited canopy space, and uh, I'm... Just, uh, you know, get getting... a new genetics, You bring in new,
2: new, uh, mm-hmm. new seed pops or man,
4: you know how it goes. Yeah. So I, I've definitely, uh, I do have a new one. It's, uh, I got it from a, a dispensary around here called archive. They're actually a pretty popular breeder. the one breeder of do Does. I got this one. Yeah. Called, uh, I've heard of yeah. Them. Moon boots. And, um, it's, it's actually going pretty good. I'll actually, uh, if we have time today or not next week, I'll show it off in my room. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't. Because I, I got a bunch of new stuff like I got okay I got Tropicana Punch wasn't and it's just like Tropicana Punch um, Platinum Skittles I got like a bunch of new stuff and man it was just it's like what I I I refer to as uh, Instagram weed you know it was just it it looks good. You know what I mean, but it just got yeah. nothing. It's got no soul, man. And it'll sell on the shelf, I, man. It, oh yeah, it'll sell exactly. It'll sell on the shelf. Exactly. That's it. You know. So it's like, man, you, you get caught up a few times. You know, like like right now, like I'm just like, dude, I'm I'm getting some good stuff in the jars right now. Like that's a huge priority. Like I have a whole light. I thought I thought it was two apple fritter and something else, but a whole light of apple fritter right now. Lumpy's cut that just just nice. I mean. Dude, I got two carbon filters, and I can (laughs) still smell it. Like, literally, uh, one of my buddies came over to help me with my roof and didn't know about it. And I was like, man, my son must be in there chiefing up, man. Like, he's looking around. Like, I'm just like, man, this carbon filter is not working. Oh, yeah, stinking it up. But, yeah, so it's just difficult to put anything in that canopy space right now. Is this the first time you're growing that? You've grown, there, or you grown
2: before.
3: Wait, did you blame your son for smoking up to cover up your growing weed? I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just trying for to make sure. sure that I got uh, this straight. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. But, uh, okay. Yeah, but, I want to make sure that wasn't just my imagination. My
4: son's 24 and he is a big stoner. And, uh, so it's not, and everybody knows that, so it's not like you know what I mean. Like so he, it's it's he's like
3: easy like, to blame, yeah, he's, just,
4: said. he's not like a, he's he's not a 14 year old kid or nothing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I love it. <laughs> but uh, love oh, it. yeah no, That's great, yeah, I definitely did that for sure. You're like, uh huh, 100%.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, I did, <laughs>
4: and not the first time
3: either. Oh, that's a good time, that's awesome yeah hey you know if it it protects the 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 harvest right if it protects the crop that's what matters absolutely man i mean everybody here on this panel knows i
4: mean it's it you know it's a lot of work to pull down a good harvest and that's when everything goes right man i mean you know what i mean like you can run into some problems
2: absolutely Hey, Dr. Coco, do you have anything? I don't know how much longer you
3: have. You can kind of Yeah, should be we good. Well, best I best will best tell best. you, I just started growing some plants for the first time since like Sweet. April. Sweet, so where'd you start? I'm kind of excited about like having plants again. I, I will definitely say that. I popped a, a bunch, but I tried to pop what like six seeds, hoping to get four plants. I got some seeds. I did a seed exchange for Jordan River, like I think it was in January. Okay, cool. Regulars. Um. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure, dude. So I was at this seed exchange, with, like a bunch oh, of people were like exchanging seeds, and some yeah. of them I wrote down were regular. Sometimes I didn't. So I had um one berry blast, which was uh, I guess blueberry muffin times shockwave or cross with shockwave. Um, and those are regs. I I popped two of them. So we'll see if one of them's a, a female. Um Ooh, that sounds like good the blueberry muffins are really good strain. Yeah. I'm 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 excited about that. I hope and both those seeds popped. They both look pretty strong. Um, and then I got another seed from Jordan himself that's uh Stankanilla, which I guess is stankasaurus <laughs> crossed with vanilla frost. Okay. Um, he said that was femme, so only launched one of those seeds and, and it popped and it's grown pretty well. I got another um vial of seeds that all i wrote down was that they were black cherries um and Mm. i had no idea i figured since i got a whole vial they were probably rags um and i i dropped two of those and they didn't pop i mean they didn't they didn't make any kind of effort to pop so that was yeah I'm, i'm not sure what happened to them but it was kind of a big vial of seeds so who knows maybe it was just bringing seeds that weren't going to pop i don't know but so i didn't really know how many i still don't know how many plants i'm going to end up with i got another one i got i grew one of my i decided since i've grown all these new strains I should grow something i'm familiar with so i grew one of the girl scout crack which is one of sort of my favorite seedsman strains um is
2: that, is that an auto or is that a photo
3: that's a photo that's these a are all photo. photos
2: so you've kept that as a clone or you just popped a seed
3: again i popped another seed i had a five pack or something um, it's my last seed of that, though. And all of them have been good and all of them have been really consistent. I think it's the most genetic uniform um, that I've ever had out of a bag of seeds. And well, like, that's impressive. Yeah. That's- they were all good. They were all really very similar. This is the last seed. And I'm tempted to take a cut off of it, actually. Um, we'll see when it, it gets a little bit bigger. But um, I'm still not sure if I'm going to end up with two three or four depending on if i get you know two males a male and a female or two females out of that berry blast so i'm still not sure what how big the tent is that i'm gonna set up i got them like you just said not to i got them in my humidity <laughs> dome um but again it's only 39 percent humidity here now Right. and and um like here in the next i don't know few days i'm gonna have to figure out what tent i should set up and i've been thinking a lot about it so should i go in a four by two or in a four by four and i gotta oh. flip these plants on october 1st so i got one month to grow them out and they just popped like they're still seedlings there in their jiffy pellet they've got like their first true leaves are starting to come in now.
2: do you have dwc buckets
3: no i grow in cocoa oh. well i can keep up with any dwc guy though okay
2: in growth you can what you can keep up in, in growth with the DWC?
3: Yeah, okay. 100%.
2: Then, hell yeah. I think
3: high-frequency fertigation in cocoa can can grow as fast, if not potentially okay. faster. There's reasons to believe that it could be faster than than DWC. You have to be tuned in with both of them. That sounds like uh, fighting words to me. <laughs> it is. But, you know, I, I grow in grow challenges a lot where I get to see people growing in DWC buckets yeah. and decent growers, too. Um, and, yeah, DWC and high-frequency fertigation and cocoa, uh, you know, are neck and neck um if you're if you're well managed with your cook i really don't think that there's a speed advantage to dwc so well, i can grow fast 4x4, i mean man. i i dropped these seeds on the 29th of september and i'm planning to mainline them before flipping on october 1st so august 29th october 1st i'm on 32 days and i'm in a four by four fuck yeah rock that out yeah but if i only end up with two plants yeah i'm not gonna fill a four by four by october for, i mean only eventually exactly. until october 1st i'm well, not gonna get maybe if you put some dwc buckets in there oh uh, we know WC, <laughs> <DWC today. No.
5: laughs>
3: that's hysterical man so i'd love to know if you're if you're modeling this off of something say you can i mean i could definitely fill a four by four with two plants but i would want to veg them for more like 45 days I I don't think I'm gonna get that in my 32 day. And it's 32 days from seed gets wet to flip to the first 12 hours of darkness. Um, And I I do believe you can, like I said, you can grow as fast in DWC bucket, but I don't think you're gonna fill a four by four tent with two plants in that timeline. What do you guys think? You can? Did I I go for that? it's possible, but
2: right now I'm trying to hide this user again. (laughs) <laughs> because very I'm, I'm going thank oh, you. Boy, yeah, leg. you're you're struggling it. with some. We got it. We got back. We're two yeah, for two bro. guys. Go team. I'm proud of us. Anyways, we'll see. I hope it doesn't. I mean, I think uh, it's gonna be for sure. Yeah, close, but I mean you could run. I mean, if, if there's some nice vigorous plants, if if they don't slow down too much, I don't know. The main lining doesn't seem to really slow down that much. And, no, it
3: won't. And it helps some bush out. Yeah. So uh, yeah i mean I, I just think it's not gonna it, uh, you know i could probably spread the plant out to cover that 16 square feet the two plants this wouldn't be as hopefully it, i'm it gonna matters. end up with three even if three though i, I mean i, I just i guess, guess my difference. my bias is i'd rather have the two by four it just seems like easier but So the most they could be is three right no they could be four i mean if i got really lucky and both of the the berry blasts are fans oh yeah I got four little sprouts.
2: I would plan for a four by four because at the worst case, I mean, the best case scenario, you're going to have four and that's going to be perfect. Right. Easy. And then if it's not, you can make worst
3: case scenario is two.
2: Yeah. Worst is two, but three just make that work. Oh my God. This guy with his fireworks. He doesn't stop. He's relentless.
5: It's like a, a few it's myself like, it's a been while an hour. It's
2: been almost an hour and a half. This whole show is just still going. Like That's a lot of money. Is he a heavy laborer?
5: He deserves
2: I don't know, lot. man. i got to find this guy. He's <laughs> him some weed. He needs to join. Just chill.
3: What is this a Labor Day celebration? I mean, I is guess. that a thing? Do people yeah. light yeah. off a bunch of fireworks on Labor Day?
2: I guess now they do. I,
0: I guess
7: <laughs> it's a new tradition. Or next door neighbor does. I
2: tell you, I tell you my dog, she sure doesn't, doesn't like it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because they sound so flat coming through the speakers, or at least my headphones. Yeah, it's got that
2: spatial, it's supposed to block out everything that's not right in front of it. So it's yeah. coming through the window
7: because yes. I got two windows right over here. So all sounds these... like someone knocking on the door
0: hard. Yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a staccato of knocks. Yeah. Well,
2: there's a field across the street from me, just open fields. So they're shooting them over the field. I'm just waiting for it to fucking start a fire. To be awesome. I was
7: just going to say, you as dry as we are. The grass is brown where I'm living.
2: No, actually, it's yeah. been raining. It's been raining all day. So <laughs> well, that's good. At least that's a good thing. Yeah. So I'm not too concerned with that, but I'm still not thrilled about it. it's, yeah, never ending here, I guess. We're really proud of our laborers here in, in Jackson, Michigan go Jax.
3: <laughs> well on that note i'm actually gonna probably bail on you guys i hope you have a good last half hour of the show i say longer than I, I originally intended to i love being on with you guys i love sorry connecting with the community every week this week thanks for showing up in chat everybody you guys keep this fresh and sort of fun and interesting thanks for for hosting tonight spartan you stepped up, even though you were like way baked, you know, you, you held your own, you, you got to the microphone, you did the job. So we're proud of you, buddy. Um, Thank, thank you for you, being man. the host and everybody on the panel. You know, this is such a cool show. I don't think there's a whole lot of shows where like the whole panel just kind of shows up every week and it does the show. It's not really, you know, something that we're corralled to do or whatever. We all like being here and it's a lot of fun. So I enjoy being a part of it. I just want to let all the rest of the panelists know that that that's the case. Um, If you guys want to do a a Cocoa, DWC or Cocoa, any other kind of sort of grow up, I just started. You, You can certainly come grow with us in the NYGC. I'll be growing again in the, sorry, the PTGC. I'll be growing again in the NYGC if you want to sort of like line that up. But I'll take any comer in a DWC setup and we can look at, you know, starting the same dime and go until a designated flip day and see how big our plans are. I don't like really doing competitions like that. In Most of our challenges are not about sort of who can grow the best or who can grow the fastest, but you know, I, I do think it's it's cool to see some things like that, especially in sort of a, a demo sense or demo fashion. And I think that a lot of people would learn a lot about sort of yeah, I different think a lot of of growth. People, yeah, I think a lot of people would in different like, media. Yeah. Um, so maybe you know I'd step up and and hold Coco end of that bargain in the NYGC if if you know we're talking about sort of setting goers, that together.
2: Who's gonna step up? Who's got the DWC that can go up? Who's, got, who's gonna
3: represent
2: DWC? They're, right? They're going, who's yeah. I'm just I'm not throwing out any names, but there's some names with DWC right in the damn name. I'm not throwing any names <laughs> out there. <laughs> Doc, We just
7: love saying. having you every week too, boss. It's awesome yeah, having you. So good to have you a on real here, man. a real educated person.
3: Not that we all yeah. aren't,
7: but Oh, you guys are awesome, And, and You know,
3: it, it's the the school of life and learning all this experience and having all the the passion that that everybody here has for towards growing, towards learning about how to grow better and and more about cannabis and all of that. I mean, yeah, no, th- this is this is a great group, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. So, guys, if you want to still be in the PDGC, you can still get registered. We're flipping on October first um we got giveaways we got prizes at the end of the grow and just a bunch of growers having a fun time growing together um like i said i'm doing main lines with my ptgc but we had a bunch of different groups for how you're doing your your training practices and it's a lot of fun um check us out coco or check out my youtube channel at dr mj coco and i will be back here next week grower love everyone
2: it was love, Doc. Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Matthew we haven't gotten to you yet man do you have any new news or any new fucking here I am I'm gonna fucking scare myself right before bedtime <laughs> any, any new threats coming on the uh pest side of things now I, I will be saying I'm red saying, watch
0: <laughs> yeah
2: like you said though I'm gonna get I'm gonna toot your I'm tuning your horn man <laughs> Fucking. uh I'm seeing article after article now about those fucking lantern flies here in Michigan now. oh yeah and they're spreading across the damn country for sure
0: I'm um I'm I'm uh I don't know if I'm cautiously optimistic anymore. I'm cautiously agnostic about whether we'll be able to uh accomplish that. Um but uh, you know we have had some successes. Uh you know fun fact for those who have been who are aware of the citrus green disease and the citrus problem in Florida and California. Um with the citrus psyllid and the pathogen, the bacteria that it transmits. Um, there have been some great control measures and ways to even heal against the pathogen, which has been awesome. So that is a example of that going well. So uh, something I thought would actually be worse than um lantern fly, at least for citrus. But I do have something, but today it's not a pest of the insect or the mite guild. It's another human pest problem. Um, Oh, Maybe man. that's a little too pejorative. Uh, a few hours ago, I posted on my Instagram, which is at Sync Angel, for those who want to take a look, about this um, this light system. And uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about, you know, names and all that stuff. But basically...
2: Is this a light system that's supposed to have an IPM aspect to it?
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, go ahead. So,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a great case study because like, okay, so it's a, let's, you know, let's just think of a product and this product that you're being told about. Right. Well, for one thing, like with this case, it's a, it's $199, like about 200 bucks, but it's, you have to pre-order it. It's not orderable. Nobody's ever used it before. Right. And it's already getting a 25% discount right there. I feel like is a pretty big red flag just from a, like, as Dr. Coco said, sort of a school of life perspective. Maybe I'm just cynical, but that seems really odd to me. Um, on top of that, this product, uh, what was I going to say about it? Oh, so the way that it works is that it produces ultraviolet radiation, apparently, and other put light. Up the post. Yeah, put up the post.
7: I'll do that.
5: So <laughs> if it, it produces
0: this light and you're supposed to install it at like the bottom of the like on the on the, the rim of your pot. Wow. Yeah, as you can see, it's sort of a ring. So that might hit um, your
2: first leaf, maybe. What happens past the first leaf?
0: See, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's admittedly, this is where you would want to put the UV light for a lot of pests that like to be on the bottoms of leaves. Like that's a, if that was the thought process, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thought moved. process on a basic level. Yes. But yeah, the animals,
2: they evolve to survive and they will just move <laughs> up to the next leaves. And well, challenge. and powdery
0: mildew is often on the other side of leaves too. So I thought that was kind of uh, funny or like botrytis oh, is usually in the floral tissue. That. Absolutely right. Yeah. How is that gonna, how is it going to hit? And so also you're supposed to, if you go to, um,
2: what about a response? Slide, the plant? Are they claiming
0: that? Yeah. Well, uh, Tao, go to slide seven. If you can go one more right. Uh, yeah. So they say that plants with sensitive photo period periodicity will not have their photoperiod affected by nightly light treatments. And I wish Dr. Coco hadn't left quite yet now because I would ask him. But I think we all know that if you have 60 seconds of light. I feel like, how can you have enough photons on target, UV or otherwise, to disrupt and mortally wound through mostly, this is mostly going to be through like physical destruction of the body and DNA damage.
2: And it's so for only seven to 10 days. So yeah,
0: how are you going to do that with only 60 second intervals of light? Plus, I think that's enough light to like trigger some you know wonkiness with your flowering and with the sex of your plant how it expresses so like yeah i just feel like that's very suspect especially since i'm i'm relatively sure this is being marketed to specifically cannabis really yeah, I'm
2: confused they're saying use it for seven to ten days and then what don't use it for a, a period of time and then back to seven and ten days And I mean, what's is the, the, the claim
0: title? It's a claim that no matter the context, that this would just wipe out all of your pests. Well, I mean, that's impressive. Only oh if that was,
2: was a remediation device.
0: Well, if I go to, well, and I got, and, and you know, like, just so the people know, I did some due diligence. Like I got, I went onto to their, um, they had like an advertisement and I clicked on the comments and I asked them, cause they said they had a case study. shows efficacy and i was asking where it was published or if i could learn more about it um and they said that i could email them to get some information from them about that i might do this but i just feel like if it was so (laughs) good they would just put that on the website front and center oh yeah here's my proof
2: yeah here's here's my my proof or here's a link to you know a pdf well you can see
0: exactly. Or you don't, and you're like, be part of the Beyond Organic movement. And I just feel you like know, they're using that.
2: Don't put yeah. it behind some kind of weird paywall hey, why, or allegiance thing.
0: No. Why
7: couldn't you have that light come on during the light hours, or is it today? Yeah, seriously,
0: I do not know the answer to that question. But it
7: does, even in the like short commercial on their website, they show it at night with the, the ring of lights underneath them in darkness. You know,
0: that doesn't make any sense to me. I agree yeah, with you, Tao. Because yeah, you're right. It should, right. I don't think it would, I don't think the lights from the top would be like a photonic barrier. Right, like, everyone I, knows I know that with the like,
2: bugs always go to the lower leaves when it's fucking bedtime, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they sleep in the soil. And <laughs> and yeah. If you talk bad about my product, you're gonna sleep in the soil. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. that's Matthew, right.
7: I saw you underline virus. There's no way it's gonna penetrate and cut yeah, viruses no, inside the plant, so, right? That's absurd. I right? really
0: think that's absurd. Like, I yeah. know there's such thing as like thermotherapy and such things like that, but like, I, I don't think that's really gonna be. Because <laughs> uh, viruses are intracellular parasites and they're going to be, th- you, I mean, depending on the virus, it'll be a little different, but like they're going to be all up in that vasculature. Uh, and botrytis can even be like an endophyte, like I mentioned last uh, session, you know, so it can be like in the tissue and not expressing until flower, which again, like Spartan says, how is it going to penetrate?
2: Can you imagine? Can uh, you imagine just making. I guess the claim they're making is maybe the very outermost few cells that this UV penetrates will be virus-free for a brief moment of time.
0: Yeah. What else?
2: I mean, what else could they make a case for to even claim that's a truth?
0: I don't. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of anything. can't think of anything. meanwhile, meanwhile, I have something that sounds just as kind of silly and wonky weird but i was talking to somebody um they asked me to not talk about it a lot but i'm going to give you the scoop um and maybe you'll see something like this in the future and maybe it's the same group i don't know but they are looking at using and we talked about this a few sessions ago uh radio frequency not for remediation but for um killing of insects of a certain size doesn't work on larger insects apparently but it's uh it and it uses or is it radio frequency or is it yeah it is i think it's in the microwave But it's not like high frequency it's not like you're like microwaving them which is a different which admittedly is a different uh spectrum but you know i'm trying to say it's not like you're like frying them with radio waves that's what like you do for like nuts post-harvest to like make sure there's nothing in them but yeah. this is something That's that doesn't
2: That's to kill the grasshoppers. But if you don't want to kill the grasshoppers, you use this lower radio frequency is what you're saying. Okay.
0: <laughs> Apparently it's within the same um, operations as like your cell phone.
2: So let me, So maybe it's, maybe test. I, I guess I admit, I guess testing is probably different everywhere, but a process like that, unless it could eliminate the actual exoskeleton of the animal, I guess an animal insect itself, it still wouldn't allow you to pass the test because you would still fail for a foreign body test. Uh, they they look at the bud with their you know under the scope, and if they see like even if it's a, a dead pest and it's not moving, it still counts against you, and that's that's a fail on the on the foreign body.
0: Yeah, so like in this case, for example, it's it's more so for like um like if like for example, if you have like aphids, and I guess they have. Uh, some sort of capability that allows them to so like when these and again I, I, they weren't telling me a whole lot uh you <laughs> know about, with the, these about rays the details and they shake
2: the plants and <laughs> yeah. they let the fall down and that's their, well, uh, this,
0: well all of the experiments I saw that they had, they had footage for me is all it so the interesting thing is that they use like software so that it doesn't I guess somehow it doesn't like penetrate the plant or it affects the plant because if you just slammed a bunch of energy like just like in this direction in this like cone like you would fry the plant you'd fry the insect you'd fry like the wall on the other side you know wait you said
2: fry the insect right okay when
0: yeah when yeah (laughs) but in in this case apparently it only reacts with the pests, and i i I don't really i'm not a physicist i don't really understand but
7: you didn't see that movie mars attacks
0: (laughs) yes well, all we gotta do is find the right song, and me and
7: you can get rich.
6: That's that right. Kills spider
7: mites <laughs> and air feeds, man. We need to get some yodeling,
0: guys. <laughs> no, that's a that would be dope. Yeah, I mean it, that sounds space age and weird and interesting, <laughs> but it also like I mean, you know, I'm I'm curious to see, see more. Um, but it's the it's the kind of thing where I have to admit, both of the, you know, like both of these, the product that we just saw. The light ring and also what i just described both of them if somebody just were to come to me with no pomp and circumstance i'd be like those both sound too good to be true
2: i would like but what one of them is sound and frequencies. like wouldn't it be cool to get a frequency that would fuck up a bug or a pest in some way but still leave the plant intact like what we're saying here but like
0: but, sonic yeah like sonically, yeah. like like right now bioacoustics is something that i see i Speaking of Twitter, I I follow a few people looking at that for insects, and um, it's it's fascinating. Most of the research I'm familiar with, if it's not for, like, thigma priming and that kind of stuff, to, like, stimulate the immune system of the plant, it's for, like, disruption of insects that, that, like, vibrate and, like, send vibrations, like, through the branch of a plant to, like, communicate, usually about, like, whether they're a male or a female of their species. So, like, that can, like, help with, like, mating disruption, but it doesn't really kill them. But oh. I think, I wonder if, like, you couldn't just, like, like, we were talking about the, the Thigma priming device, like, a while ago. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just, like, just vibrate the bugs off. Like, just be so vigorous, like, once or twice and just, you know, like, yeah. if it was fusible, I feel like that would be better than, like, like going through Robert. all this immune system stuff
2: yeah an old farmer trick to pollinate like tomatoes for example you want to just usually shake the branch to get some of the pollen to fall down so it pollinates the flowers and you get more tomatoes is to take an old uh uh tooth uh what do you call those toothbrushes the electric toothbrush bark. yeah yeah electric toothbrush and just hold it against the branch and it'll shake the whole branch and you can just go along and and hit all the branches and and, and do that and get that sense. Awesome. how cool would that be to be able to have a device to shake the shit out of your cannabis branch and shake all the bullshit off of it
0: i know that uh that's how they harvest nuts a lot of times you have like a little machine yeah. that comes around and apples. shakes them apples yeah so like <clears throat> i feel like the technology is there um and like maybe it wouldn't kill them but it would like dislodge a bunch of them and most of those insects aren't really adapted to having that happen to them a bunch so like you know, you might just have a bunch of mortality simply from, like, not being able to get back on the plant, or you do the vibration first, and then you come in with, like, a contact killer, and it's more effective, maybe. Some stuff like that, I feel like would be way better, like, maybe if it reduced everyone's, like, spray by, like, 50% or something, that's a big win, you know?
2: Like, imagine... Okay, imagine having some kind of infestation, and we'll say thrips. We'll say thrips, because that's one of the good Trips ones. Thrips are a got. good one. Because yeah, you can shake them you shake them off. And then you go in, uh, you suit up, of course, and you are going to do a, a massive leaf strip, get all those leaves out of the garden, and you go in with some device, a mini device like that, where you go up next to the plant that shakes the base of the, of the plant, shakes the shit out of it, and then you come back <laughs> in with an IPM spray. I think that would fuck them up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well not gonna
7: the plant isn't gonna kill them though. So you'd start to spray pretty good. Yeah. But they're like on your plant at least. Uh,
0: Right. Or or perhaps even if they're not like I could see a situation with like especially with the cannabis plant with a lot of foliage, right? And many others, you know, like aphids are what I think of like with thrips, they're very like, you know swift and agile, and they fly a lot and so like disrupting them off of the plant they're just gonna like fly around and they'll probably come back on eventually but if you are able to kind of like sort of induce in them like a movement away from like the protected parts of the plant it might increase it might make your coverage more effective which would be a really cool thing but like what i was thinking also like something slower and more lumbering like an aphid colony if you're able to just like yeah vibrate those off like they're not very like dexterous and unless they're the winged form yeah i feel like they wouldn't uh they wouldn't do so hot um but yeah it definitely depends on the the pest yeah and i might be afraid of like uh (laughs) depending on the context you know what if they get on another plant you know yeah yeah probably not good for fungus but the spores for example (laughs) maybe not
2: all right, I hit that people. I gotta I gotta get out of here, but I got the person in chat for you guys before I left. I passed the torch to Matthew. You're holding the torch now for us, but okay. this is driving me nuts. He's gotta go outside, go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm He's, gonna get out of here too, guys. Hey, it was awesome Already hanging done. with you guys. Thanks for joining us, Noah. Thanks for joining us, Tao and Matthew. We just threw the shit together and it fucking we rocked it. So it was awesome hanging with you guys. Awesome seeing everybody in chat. I'm sorry I didn't talk in chat much, but hey, I was still awake at the end of the show. I'm calling that a win. See you guys at the, Rose Girl show.
7: <laughs> it's awesome seeing you like this. I'm glad you're enjoying that cookie, kid. And uh, yeah, I'm going to eat man. another one.
2: I'm eating another hosting. one right now, man.
7: Taking the hosting abilities, you did great.
4: Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here, too. I'm uh, i I'm Noah the Grow with two E's. You can find me there. And I'll uh, see everybody next
0: week.
7: Peace out now. It's always good seeing you.
0: Well, well. And then there were yeah. two.
7: And then it's just me and you, Sink Angel. So, yeah. It is amazing how there's always some new fangled and suspect IPM uh, delivery of some sort. And it's always questionable that, what was that other one? The shaking?
0: Conjured uh, um, or something? Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it's I you know, to me it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna sound too negative here. I feel like I had a pretty negative bent most of the, the play, but uh, it's kind of I don't know, I feel like people get taken advantage of. Maybe that just makes me a you know, an overprotective person or somebody who's maybe I don't know what, maybe I'm feeling some vigilante you know level of appreciation for myself for doing it but at the same time I don't want to get like
7: <laughs> yeah
5: really, I, I do like my you. research
0: I do yeah. my research I want to make sure that like some things just look bad and I want people to be aware of it and if I'm wrong like you know please correct me but like a lot of times people just say nah, and I know I would learn more if you had a source for your Nuh-uh.
7: <laughs> yeah you know evidence-based and proof proof is what uh, is required to be able to recommend something so
0: right they're not just gonna um, believe me they're not I mean sometimes they do but a lot of times they're like can you tell me how that works so that you know it's all good yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people care usually I mean the ones who are super serious usually they have at least one person who's super fastidious about that. Yep.
7: All right, well, I don't think it would hurt if we uh, kill it a little earlier, well, unless you have some something else you wanna talk about. Hmm. What was the post? I'm okay previous? with this. What's that? What was the previous post you had? The previous post I
0: had? The previous uh, post I had. Um... Oh, about... Yeah. yeah, about a consult. So, similar sort of thing. Um, I'm speaking with somebody who says, uh, yeah, this will be a nice, like, send-off yeah. story. This is, a, this is a story about, um, you know, checking people for, like, validity, vetting people. Basically, um, you know, it's a cliche. Everyone's a consultant nowadays, but where the consultant who can help you with everything. You know, these, these phrases, these maxims come about for a reason. You know, and um, I'm not saying that people have to, like, have a PhD or that they have to even have an academic degree at all to um, be, like, really good in, for example, like, pest management or something like that. But um, this person had made this point that um, basically I asked them because it was on the topic about getting rid of cannabis aphids, especially, Uh like, kind of in flower. And this person had said that they would just use isopropyl alcohol to kill the aphids. And that, um, you know, that's fine. And it also intimated very aggressively, like, if you can't get rid of aphids in a week, aphids are the easiest thing to get rid of. You should uh, sort, of, sort of reconsider your career choice. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can't, uh, if you can't hang. And I mean, I think that's, like i mean with no context first of all like news news alert isopropyl alcohol has additives in it so that you don't drink it or or do other stuff with it right. um you know those aren't great for your body and also alcohol does what to trichomes, oh
7: yeah and you make a very <laughs> important point about in flower this guy's crazy if want to throw di- diatomaceous earth in your flowering plants, or I've used this Organicide 3-in-1. That has to be the most stinkiest. Um, oh, really? Oh, dude, it's it smells like dead fish. Oh. And, you know, when, when you have bacterial inputs or something like that, they can smell too, but when you put them in the soil, it's different than spraying them on your flowers or, you know, yeah. It's very different. Yeah.
0: So, i would say so i would i, I just and, personally i wouldn't prefer it
7: oh yeah no i would never do that i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't want anything to have that even i've experienced flour that my buddy got from probably i don't know where but it most likely came from california that just reeked of neem oil it was Ooh. bad i was like i'm not smoking that <laughs> so yeah like it's definitely an issue and Anybody who would suggest putting anything like that on your flowering plants is um, misguided.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think somebody in the comments said something like tent grower moment or something. And I just felt like, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like the person, you know, and, and, and like, I don't want to just like start, I don't want to like punch down on anyone or anything like that, but like seriously, um yeah like the one that got me was the picking up off by hand i was like i think and i think he had even showed it in the comments like i think that if i was running something of some sort of project and i had a consultant and their plan for getting rid of uh, aphids was that the staff should like manually kill them you know i would terminate that person probably yeah chad um, westmore <laughs> made a good op-
7: made a good observation Uh, That's what you get with someone that uh, learns stuff, but has no real world application of the information they have, you know, that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah, it does. And like, ironically, this, you know, I've I've seen this person post in the past, um, you know, and I'm not sure, I get the impression that they're not very articulate. Maybe that's just like, unfamiliar, unfamiliarity with technology or something like that, you know, I don't want to like, you know, really lean into this person. But you know, it just felt like like maybe it's possible there was a miscommunication and something happened along the way. But I thought I was pretty explicit. And, and of course, when I ask this question, you know, I get all of these other responses. I'm like, oh, well, would you really do this? And then they're like, no, you're taking me out of context. No, I would never do that. Um, you're look, if you don't know how to do this, you shouldn't be asking me how to do this, you know. Uh, If you don't don't know how to control the aphids, you know, you got to pay me first. I don't think he said exactly like that, but it's the sort of sentiment, you know, (laughs) it just felt like, like they're very like scarcity mindset, like, and I've met a lot of people, um, you know, probably people, even folks in the comment section, maybe follow or know where like, um, there is some some gatekeeping that goes along with that, that, uh, you know, because I either come from some level of prestige or because I've, you know, have personal anecdote or personal quote unquote research or something. It's like, well, but did you publish that research? Did you, you know, uh, did you like, did you, conf- like did, you look, did you verify anything? Did you like, conf- did yeah. you just confirm your biases or did you like, did you do a hypothesis that's testable, you know, at all, or is it just your pure observation? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things going out there, and and uh, anyways, I just feel like, like for example, I was talking about um, predatory mites. It's absurd to me that um, various different kinds of research uh, or researchers, very esteemed people, um, people I respect, are you know they're not they're not all like sort of saying the same thing about whether predatory mites can go after um, certain pests or if they're valid for like others and certainly context matters a lot in that kind of thing but it was it's just sort of interesting especially since um you know there's not a whole lot of research on some of our pests like like russet mite for example
7: right i saw something about russet mites where um it was one of the women that we're saying how there is no really um predator mites will not take care of them you know and i don't know if that's true or not yeah
0: Well, I've had good experience and I've worked with people for whom that's a a main uh, way that they get rid of russet mites. But I I, I definitely admit that um, there's not really a lot of hemp, really any hemp russet mite research out there looking at this information. um, I would love to see a lot more of it personally, um, because although I've, although I trust myself, but like, again, you know, if somebody, you know, there's also the fact that for a lot of biocontrols, you know, efficacy means something very specific. A lot of times it's like, is it an efficient, is it efficient to use X amount of biocontrols to achieve a reasonable amount of success given these parameters, you know, like people will think that you just attract a bunch of native insects or something, and they're going to get rid of your um, very concentrated pest population. That's not necessarily true.
5: You no, know,
0: that is so. not, yeah. Yeah. So like I think that's a very valid point to make. Um and also biocontrollers are very expensive. And
7: there's a lot of variables, like um certain ones uh will not they'll go into diapause under 12 and 12 hours of light correct?
0: Some of them will. That's that yeah. is true. That is true. A lot yeah. of um, oh yeah.
7: I was just gonna say, and what really caught me is because I was, I don't know I was looking for uh, the next purchase I was gonna make whether it would be Sikorsky or Cucumaris or Balusters uh, whatever you know and it happened to list rust mites and I read it you know on that on the biocontrols website and then when I went for the IG I, I think it was an IG it might have been a YouTube something but the person was saying that yeah it was I'm sure it was russet mites I don't think it was broad mites they were saying how it's the biocontrollers just aren't effective so it's like there's contradictory contradicting uh from experts and you see it in every field just about too true
5: it's
0: not uh, so, it's not unique know. to this situation although it's sad but, because it's sad because as an agricultural product i feel like there's so much potential and um you know maybe we'll see in the next couple of years um it's, i have seen a lot of great work by uh, whitney cranshaw for example but in fact, Whitney Crenshaw is one of those people who um, and some of his research has said that it's not effective, but that hasn't been my experience. So, um, you know, it's it's very, uh, it's very interesting. I'd love to hear more perspectives about that. And um, yeah, all I can say is that I have had it work pretty well yeah. in a lot of cases. So
7: I've heard it work in cases too. You know, and I would say- uh, Reagan oh, yeah, said, keep going. Reagan said trust but verify. I would say don't trust, but double double, yeah. double check, double verify, question everything over and over. Yeah, you know, really, really dig into whatever. Because yeah, there's conflicting evidences across almost all fields about almost like flat earth, round earth. People <laughs> yeah. can make arguments, but yeah, and people believe, you know, wholeheartedly one way or the other. And until I go up. Uh, a couple miles up into the sky. I won't have an answer for you. It's look down and tell you if it's a total sphere or
0: not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I feel. I definitely feel that sentiment. And um. I guess it's I want to. it's definitely se- curved. It's definitely curved. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yes. But but yeah. It's it's possible for people to just like. I mean. You know. It's hard. People. You can't logic somebody out of an emotional. Um. You know. Assessment. Essentially. Yeah. They didn't and get there people- through that
7: truly are brainwashed and they can't get unclean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think that about wraps that up. Do um, you wanna go? Yeah. Uh... Sure, um, I'm the American one. It was great hanging out with everyone.
7: Uh, great to be with you, Matthew, and all, all the rest that have absenteed us. It's good to see everyone in chat. I'm the American one on YouTube and the American one underscore with underscore Akeens on the IG. Uh, uh there's Amy Ace's available you could easily find them at amyases.com we'll take you to the site and if you want to try something else that i ever spoke of you can hit the dms on the ig and yeah peace out have a great labor day everybody sleep late tomorrow maybe drink a couple before you go to sleep tonight and uh we'll see you next week peace
0: brilliant and i'm matthew gates thank you for coming over here we uh kept the story going even though we had people who are not uh, you know, normal like Jack here, but Spartan, uh, he uh, stepped up and I really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed the various topics we got to talk about, especially the ones that I was able to bring up because um, I don't need to talk about it with very much other people. So, um, you know, I'm glad that there is an interest even in that. So if you want to find my work for professional inquiries, you can access me at zenthanol.com. You can subscribe to my Patreon for $1 a month and get access to my Discord channel, where I can answer some of your questions. Um, you can send questions on Instagram and Twitter, which is at SyncAngel, but I don't always get to them timely manner. I just get so many of them. So if you're really interested in an answer cheaply, effectively, efficiently for both of us, check me out at Patreon. Um, you can also find me on YouTube.com sentinel the same account that I commented in the chat. And I put a lot of my free educational information there for anyone who's interested, including, since we mentioned it, a, a research about Mite biocontrols and how I've been able to assess them in, in cannabis uh, to a degree. So check that out if you're interested. Grow as love, everyone.